Guardian Unlimited. Hi, David Miliband. You're on day three of your visit to Nairobi for the UN climate change talks. Um, as I understand it, today is the ministerial section of the talks. Um, you've had meetings with, min- with EU ministers this morning to discuss your strategy. You've had a speech for Kofi Annan and Nick Stern is speaking this afternoon. However, late last night, officials agreed an extension of Kyoto um, as soon as possible after 2012, but without setting any deadlines. Um, this now has to be approved by ministers. But what's our position on this? Does this go far enough? Well, there's a lot going on in uh, Nairobi uh, at the moment. As you say, Kofi Annan has just uh, spoken and gave a very strong speech about how we, how the world community had to rise to the challenge of climate change, both tackling the immediate climate change that exists now and is affecting African countries, but also taking long-term action. The second thing that's going on is a series of fringe events. It's a bit like a party conference here. Uh, I've just met the director of the Californian Environmental Protection Agency. And third, we're now entering the ministerial segment of the conference, three days of ministerial uh, dialogue. And one of the things that is coming forward are the conclusions of what was called the Ad Hoc Working Group, which was a, a group set up after the Montreal conference last December. And it does, as you say, have stronger uh, language than most people expected. It's very clear that uh, this group, which has all countries represented, but is really focused on the advanced industrialized countries, their report, which will be agreed, I hope, by ministers on on Friday, does talk about a shared commitment to reduce global emissions. And the UK position is absolutely clear. We believe there must be no gap between the first Kyoto commitment period, as it's called, which ends in 2012, and new commitments which start after 2012. And of course, the UK has ambitious long-term uh, targets uh, that will fit into this, as well as clear views on how the EU, the European Union, should, should play this. So uh, we think that the, the new text, one of the texts that's going around, is a step forward. But the three tests for this conference that I sent out to you, for you yesterday are still there. There's only a few hours until the Queen's speech, and already there have been reports that our climate change bill um, could be delayed until early, ne- early next year because of a cabinet dispute over how tough it should be. 412 MPs, 202 of them Labour, have signed a Commons motion calling for a 3% cut in emissions each year. Um, is it true that you want to extend carbon trading scheme to include more businesses like hotels and supermarkets, but Gordon Brown is resisting this? It's completely untrue that there is a split in the cabinet. It's a ridiculous idea, and I don't know where it's been uh, got up from. Uh, It's completely routine for the Queen's speech to announce uh, which bills are going to be in it, and since we're speaking a few hours before the Queen uh, speaks, uh, I can't uh, preempt that, Uh, but it's completely routine for the Queen's speech to announce uh, a series of bills, and then during the course of the parliamentary year, they are uh, published. What's interesting being at this international conference is that so many people believe that the UK is offering international leadership, but they're also interested in the way we are cutting greenhouse gas emissions at home. And uh, over the last nine years, since the Labour government was elected in 1997, the economy has expanded by about 25%, and greenhouse gas emissions have been cut by 7%. So we shouldn't be at least ashamed of our performance, quite the opposite. We should recognise that we've made genuine progress but of course like all countries we need to do more. You said yesterday that you don't want any binding annual targets but do you think you're in danger of being outflanked by the Tories on this? Well no I don't think there's any chance of being outflanked by the Tories. I said yesterday in the podcast that binding annual targets 
have been rejected by the international community. And now I understand they've been rejected by the Conservative Party as well, because the Conservative Party has said that they don't think the target should be annual, they think they should be rolling. And uh, I don't see how a rolling target can also be a binding target. So I, I don't think we need to take any lectures from them, although I think it's good that the leadership has come out of the Stone Age on climate change uh, policy. The government and the country now has a consensus about the target for 2050. It's supported by all political parties and by the CBI. And we are considering how to reach that. But your proposals for rolling five-year targets will be pretty meaningless if the current government isn't in power in five years' time. I haven't made any commitments yet about detailed contents of the climate change bill that will have to come in due course when the bill is published. I think that your argument that somehow we shouldn't set long-term targets is not really borne out by the international evidence nor by the needs of businesses and others who want to know what the long-term trajectory is. They need to know where we're trying to get to in terms of carbon reduction. They need to know that at a national level. But of course, the UK is only 2% of the global emissions problem. And that's why I'm at this conference. And that's why uh, international progress is so important. And you're giving your, uh, a speech yourself this afternoon to conference. What, what will be your message? My key message is that the conference faces a critical test can it deliver adaptation funding and programs to developing countries? Secondly, uh, can it create global flows of finance to deliver low-carbon energy? Uh, as, pe- as developing countries get new infrastructure for energy, both in China, India, and in places like Africa, we've got to make sure it's low-carbon. And third, can we inject new momentum into the drive for a long-term agreement that involves all countries? Those are the three tests I've set for this conference. But there are also obviously a series of bilateral meetings, one-on-one meetings with ministerial counterparts from around the world, and we've got to try and make sure that uh, we can get agreement on these three key areas. David Miliband, thank you for joining us. We look forward to speaking to you tomorrow. Guardian Unlimited.